You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. All right, we're flying this plane without a pilot again. Our guy Declan, you know, I gave you the full details on the Scoop podcast. I'll just say he texted us and said, hey, 4 o'clock in the morning, I wasn't feeling so good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was... Uh... A rumbling in the tummy is what I hear. That's what my yeah. sources tell me. And let's just say when there's rumbling in the tummy, it's kind of a it's kind of a f- fork in the road, and yeah. you know it could go it's... one of two directions, and sometimes both. And so he's having a little bit of a hard time on this Tuesday. So we said, you know what? Don't we don't need you to be no, yeah, we don't. green just, on screen. No, you go ahead and and you take care of business however you need to. So uh, he's going to miss out on the episode that we've been teasing for like a week today we can get his thoughts maybe when he comes back but this is the should the vikings consider trading justin jefferson episode of purple daily and if that notion triggers you in any way everyone's triggered we need like a trigger warning on some of these episodes okay yeah yeah we should come up with something different than that like a trigger warning yeah caution triggering triggering yeah something it's a it's a it's speculate it's a speculate uh speculation triggering i guess i don't know i feel like there's going to be a lot of triggering in the next few months when it uh, comes to the vikings yeah and we're going to be and we're probably going to be at the forefront of that just knowing how our off-season shows operate we like to explore every angle under the umbrella premise of we want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die and so we're going to there's kind of two phases to this discussion that we're going to get into. Phase one is, well, why would the Vikings ever consider doing this? Mm-hmm. Which I would remind you, this is the same franchise that has traded Randy Moss in his prime, Percy Harvin in his prime and Stefan Diggs in his prime. So actually, if you look at franchise history, the likelihood based on Randy Moss, Stefan Diggs, Percy Harvin is that they would absolutely trade a star wide receiver and you'd have to sort of fight the other way. So phase one is sort of why would they consider doing this? Would they consider doing this? And then phase two is if they ever got to the point where they said, okay, we're going to do this, what would that look like? And all Mm -hmm. of it today is presented by Quick Trip, our friends, the greatest convenience store and gas station combo in the upper Midwest, Judd. Oh, yeah. You know what? One-stop shopping. So if, if you're going home tonight and you're like, you know what? I need gasoline and I need dinner. Where can I get both? Because I don't want to make two stops because it's too damn cold outside. You know what? Quick Trip is the place to stop. And I want to talk about because it's gotten cold. It's frigid now. Your car is basically when you start it, it goes and then it starts, right? Hopefully. I want to talk about Quick Trip's uh, quality gas guarantee because this is a guarantee that backs every drop of gasoline that you get from Quick Trip. It gets you to your destination without having to be concerned about what's in your tank. And I'm going to tell you right now, when it's nine below or something like that, ungodly, you want to know that what is in your tank is going to get you to where you are going. It's just another way that our friends at Quick Trip provide great customer service, the title sponsor of this show, and really 
powering Mackie, Judd, and Declan wherever we go. And for a great meal, it is Quick Trip. Absolutely. So, okay, phase one of this discussion, for those of you that haven't tuned out out of being triggered by this notion, okay, this we're going to explore some uncomfortable areas of roster discussion because we're, we feel like we, we, we like to go at this as maybe a front office would. If you're, if you're in a room with all of your scouts and assistant GM here and all these people, head coach, like you should leave no stone unturned when it comes to making the team as good as it can be. And I don't know that trading the best wide receiver in the NFL would make you immediately better tomorrow. Probably not. But could it make you better and break through a glass ceiling based on what you acquire in draft capital if you nail those picks in two years or three years, right? So uh, the decision they have to make in the next few weeks, probably, or maybe maybe this drags out in toward training camp. But at some point in the next, call it six to nine months, the Vikings have to decide, are they okay making Justin Jefferson the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the starting point. Nick Bosa, San Francisco 49ers edge rusher, is currently the the highest paid non-quarterback at $34 million a year. Mm -hmm. So I think think that's the, in terms of why would they consider doing this, meaning trading Justin Jefferson, I think it would come down to, boy, maybe they just aren't comfortable paying a non-quarterback $34 million plus per year. Yeah, and go back a year as well, or or go back to last sum- summer, because the w- the window to negotiate a contract extension opened up in May, I believe, of last year, and there were extensive talks. There was an expectation, I think, that a deal would get done, and it didn't get done, and we don't know exactly why as well. So, like, on the surface, I think it's like, well, they're not going to trade him. That's crazy talk. But the reality is, it didn't get done for a reason, and even if you were close. When you don't cross the finish line, that at least has to be considered. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say this. I don't expect the Vikings to proactively look at this, but I also think that there might come a time where it comes from a salary cap standpoint and a value standpoint on the market where you might be forced to look and consider the possibilities here. So, But it's, it's just very important to keep in mind that the window has been open for an extension here for you know, May will be a year. And if it's not done by then, you're going to have gone a year of negotiations without resolution. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, in, if you didn't include the money thing, which is a huge part of roster building, the Vikings mm-hmm. are clearly better with Justin Jefferson, but you can start to poke holes in some of that. And you say, well, he was out for a period of time and they won all of those games, right? Didn't they go like five and O oh or five they and lost one last, or something? I think the Chicago loss was the, that loss here on Monday night, I want to say he didn't play. And so I think it was five and one. Yeah. So close. So, small sample size. Um, but, you know, the Vikings still threw for a bunch of yards the year after Randy. Nate Burleson stepped up in a year in which Randy Moss was hurt. Like it, guys, wide receivers tend to, especially when you have a Jordan Addison or a TJ Hawkinson, I don't think all of a sudden your offense would stop moving as we saw this year because he's gone. So you have, you do have to consider that. Can you win football games? Over like a four or five year stretch when you have a non-quarterback making $34 million a year. Well, the Niners are winning with Bosa. The Dolphins are winning kind of with, I mean, they're winning with Tyreek Hill, but they're not necessarily a, a true Super Bowl contender. Who's at 30, right? He's he, at 30. A $30 million yep. cap it? Okay. The Rams also a couple of years ago signed Aaron Donald for $32 million a year, and they're getting better. I mean, I don't think they're, I mean, they got beat, obviously, but they put up a fight. Maybe sure. not true Super Bowl contenders. 
Um, but I think it comes down to you can't pay everybody at the top of the market. You have a 53-man roster. By the way, if you want to get in the weeds, for salary cap purposes, it counts the top 51 highest-paid players on your team, and then everyone else would fall under like a million dollars a year. So he, when you start to do the math of, okay, yes, we're going to pay Kirk Cousins another $40 million a year for a couple years. And we're going to pay Justin Jefferson. And we've got Brian O'Neill under contract. And we've got TJ Hawkinson where you start to add all these up. Like, it's great. Fantasy football. You want to put together the best roster. But it's a $240 million cap. Your quarterback makes $40 million. Your mm-hmm. star wide receiver is going to make $35 million. You're, let's we bring back Daniel Hunter, right? That's going to be projected like $23 million a year for two, three years. Uh, Brian O'Neill, we already mentioned $20 million. Soon, Christian Derrissaw is going to make about $25 million. Your tight end is making $17 million. I just listed seven players right there, and if you take that math, mm-hmm. that accounts for about 70% of your team's salary cap. I still need 15 starters to fill out the rest of the starting you know, 22, and then a roster to fill out to 53. So you need to slay your draft picks if you're going to fill out a roster. So I, that, I get, that's kind of my framework is, Yes, I want Jefferson on this team. Yes, I'd love to spend anything to get Daniil Hunter back and Hawkinson's getting paid and all this stuff. But you do that, and now you have a top-heavy cap situation. And then we sit here and we rail on a front office. Well, why didn't you hit on every one of your draft picks? Fire the front office, right? So you have to be sort of picky and choosy about who you pay and who you don't. And then if you decide not to pay someone, can you get a haul in a trade? And now all of a sudden you've landed on a star wide receiver who makes $5 million because he's a first rounder instead of $35 million. So this is intriguing. Now, just to be clear about this, in the case of Moss Harvin and most recently Diggs, you were at a breaking point with each. Um, Moss was a financial thing as well, because keep in mind that's back in 2005 when cheap, uh, the late cheap red McCombs owned this team. They made a trade, didn't work out too well, but they felt forced to. Percy was a malcontent, and Diggs had grown to malcontent status. Justin Jefferson's done nothing here to like, okay, he's got got to go. There's no trigger here other than the contract negotiation, which in and of itself is a big deal. But I think the interesting question here when it comes to Jefferson, because nobody wants to trade him. I mean, he's a seemingly good guy, and he's one of, if not the best, receiver, certainly one of in the National Football League right now. But I think where the interesting conversation starts here is where are you at as a team? How many holes do you have? How are you going to fill said holes? And are you at a point now where if the return for Justin Jefferson is what you would want? And and this is the thing. So this is an interesting conversation in, in this sense. You know, if you're a fan or you cover a team, how often do we say, well, you know what? Trade Madison and get a second round pick or something. And of course, you're not going to get that, right? Yeah. Like these are all pie in the sky. We always want to, fans of teams always want to offload their sort of dirty laundry on other teams for, you know, stuff that's been starched and it's great from the dry cleaner. Um, Justin Jefferson, if you could hit the right deal, there might be there might be a point where you can't say no. That's the interesting thing here. And and that's the difference. So this is nothing against him. Um, but it is a financial predicament. And again, I will ask a question. Where are you at in your growth process? And does Justin Jefferson help you get there quicker? 
or does replenishing with some very nice capital that you better damn well get right, does yeah. that get you there quicker? But see, the you better well, you better damn well get right is another I get looming cloud over all of this because I've heard from so many Vikings fans, you know, you guys are going to talk about trading Justin Jefferson. Well, do you trust Quasey to nail those draft picks? And the answer is, well, no, not not entirely. I also wouldn't trust the best general managers in football to 100% nail those draft picks. It is obviously a crapshoot. You would be trading a known commodity for some number of unknown commodities. Well, knowing that those unknown commodities are a lot cheaper. And if you do nail them now, all of a sudden I've got four or five really good players on rookie scale contracts versus, but the well, Vikings oftentimes love known commodities over unknown. That's been a theme do. the last several years. They do. I'll put it this way. The only way I trade Jefferson is to get picks that if the GM screws it up, he's gone very quickly. So like I'm not doing I'm not doing a Chiefs trade. I saw the Chiefs. You know the Chiefs could use a wide receiver. Well, damn right they could. I ain't doing a Chiefs trade. I don't want your two first round picks that are back end of. So so to get into the conversation of what would I need back? Yeah, that's first of that's, all. That's, that's that's phase two. Let's get into phase two here. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I need something like just starting off. I need a top three pick back from this upcoming draft. Well, then that. For wait, you need a top three pick for this upcoming draft. That's the only that's the only condition in which you would trade Justin Jefferson. Oh no no no, that's my starting point. Okay, well, what's your end point? Because let me let me give you let me give you yep. three examples of trades that have happened recently, and you and then and then I actually have the Chiefs are obviously like the obvious team, but they don't have anywhere near a top three pick. There's no. three other teams I'll float to you too that could make sense. But here are three. Here's the Tyree kill trade. And, I, and it's worth noting that Justin Jefferson is heading into his age 25 season, right? Am I right on that? Justin Jefferson. Is he, he has not turned 25 yet. No, I don't think so. Born uh, June 16th, 1999. So he turns 25 years old this summer, right before training camp. So he's heading into his age 25 season. Young mm-hmm. player still. Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill was heading into his age 28 season. Okay. So I'm getting like three extra years of prime. Yep. With Justin Jefferson. Yeah. The Chiefs received. So the Chiefs traded six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill the Dolphins for five draft picks. It was a 2022 first, which was a late first. Mm -hmm. It was a second-round pick that year, which was the 50th pick. And then a fourth-round pick. And then also in the next draft, so the 2023 draft, it was a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick. Okay. Now, the Chiefs nailed some of those picks, and those young players helped them win a Super Bowl, which was great for them. Uh, but, um, but that like, I would not take that. I wouldn't take a late first and four other, like a second and then three day, three picks. That would be a hang up for me. Right. With you two. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking that. How about the Stefan Diggs trade that the Vikings made? So the, and now again, Diggs was heading into his age 27 season, Jefferson, two years younger. Diggs was very obviously frustrated with the organization, sending out cryptic tweets. He got fined a bunch of money for skipping practice, like you said. So teams might have known that the Vikings have to trade him. The Vikings received a first-round pick from the Bills, the number 22 pick, a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick, plus the following year, a fourth-round pick. So it's four draft picks, one first-rounder, and then a fifth, sixth, and then a future fourth. Hang up. Hanging up again. That's a, no, up too. that's a no dog yep. for me. I'm also hanging up. 
This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Okay, here's another one, and we could probably find like two or three other examples, but Khalil Mack at one point before he went to the Bears and even when he was with the Bears after the trade was regarded as one of the top two or three defensive players in the entire league, just a disrupting linebacker. He could rush the passer. He was all over the field, leading the NFL in TFLs, right? So the Raiders received a 2000, uh, 2019 first-round pick, a 2020 first-round pick, a 2023rd and a 2026th. So two first round picks, a third and a sixth. And Khalil Mack was heading into his age 27 season. So again, two years younger for Justin Jefferson. Yep. I'm, I'm listening a little bit more on that yeah. one. Cause not, I think the starting conversation has to be two first round picks. Yes. Or a top five pick this year, plus something else, or like a top six or top seven pick where you, now you have two picks in the top 11 and something else to even like continue the phone conversation. I would need a top, you know, for this year, I would want a top three pick. I would talk to you about a top five and then I need another first round pick after that. And then, and then I need a second round pick and that's where I'm starting. So two firsts and a second, a second. And, and I want more than that, but like, I'll start the conversation there. And here's Mm -hmm. why, if you put Justin Jefferson in this draft, he goes, what? One to three. Does he, does he go one? I, I, pro- I he probably think, doesn't because it's con- a quarterback. Con- and with his contract, his contract makes a difference. This is what's tough because you're not just trading Justin Jefferson. You're trading Justin Jefferson at like yeah. thirty-five million dollars a year. A team is going to have to sign him to a new contract. Okay, but which reduces top- his draft capital value, right? Yeah, but, but he still goes top five. Agre- but but I mean the but but I mean I need to win. I need to come away twofold here. I, if I'm crazy in the Vikings, and I consider this, I, I what I need to win is I need to feel that I win the trade on the field, like that I have a chance. Because we are, to your point, we are talking about crapshoots, right? Like we're talking about draft picks. Um, now, I better, again, the first round picks, especially if it's like a top five, I better not screw it up. But the other thing is, and I'm, I mean, it's a reality. It's not ideal. But I need to also have at least a fighting battle to win the PR front, too. Because, you know, if you trade Justin, I know it is. But if I'm bringing back multiple first round picks, if I'm bringing back a very high first round pick this April, I got a better chance. Like this is a political nightmare, but it's worth discussing. And and because of that, it's not just I can't just say I think I did a good job. Right. And the fans are storming TCO Performance Center. Um, But the top five picks right now are the Bears, Washington, the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Chargers. So if I'm going to make this trade with the Cardinals. I don't think they would make that trade because they could just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and save might, $30 million. That's, you might be right. You, you might be exactly right. But, but then I just can't make the trade. Like I'm not looking to, I'm not looking to do this unless, the fi- unless there's something we don't know about the negotiation here that makes the contract untenable to me. Well, let's let's go through some of these teams real quick, all right? Because you you mentioned a couple of them. 
So we'd be looking for what Te- teams that probably already have their quarterback situation at least nailed down in terms of they they either have a Patrick Mahomes who needs weapons, or they have a rookie scale contract young quarterback who they want. Right. They, they they can afford expensive weapons because it's you know well I'll give you the Colts for example. We talked about the Chiefs. The the Chiefs now they. they Rasheed Rice has emerged. He was like the second or third round pick out of SMU, and he has emerged the last month and a half as their number one wide receiver, and he's really good. But if Justin Jefferson came in, it would take that offense to a new level. Travis Kelsey is going to be 35 years old. He's already kind of talked about retirement on his podcast. Uh, the Chiefs also have like $20 million in cap space, but to your point, it's it's we're talking late first-round picks and probably even later once they get right. their hands on Justin Jefferson. Exactly. So it just makes it a little bit tougher. On the Colts front, Anthony Richardson, who barely played because of the shoulder injury, on a rookie-scale contract for four more years, mm-hmm. they have $51 million in cap space. Their defense also needs work, so they could argue, you know what, we, we should be pouring that money into taking our bottom five defense and making it better. Mm-hmm. But you've got uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who's a great threat. What if you had Pittman and Jefferson both in their prime, both in their mid-20s, with Anthony Richardson, that offense would be baller. Oh, it would be electric. And they have the number 15 pick. Yep. So they let's say they would offer you the 15th pick, a 2025 first-round pick, and a bonus second-round pick. So 50 is probably as high as I'm going to get because to your point about that offense um, being dynamic, they're probably going to make the playoffs and be tw- and be drafting 20 or uh, 21 or or worse in 2025. Yeah. Agreed. Um, boy, I'd struggle with this one because it's 15. Unless I'm, I mean, now now here's the thing. I guess to talk about if you did this, could you take 15? and 11 and move up into like mm-hmm. the top three you could something to think about you, could, I, you and, probably and wouldn't you, even need to use you could probably use other assets and still have two first round picks and get your quarterback and before you say well who who's he gonna throw to jordan addison looks like he's got a pretty bright future as yeah. well like I don't, I don't think this team is it, it's not the michael jenkins days right aroma should do where it's just absolutely hopeless um, but yeah, if I could take 15 and 11, I guess I'd consider that. Um, but if I'm going to make the Colts that good and it's 15, I need two. Well, you know what? I might, I'm, I'm going to ask for three first rounders. Wow. I might wow. ask for three first rounders. Oh my God. They'll say no, probably speculation, but it's no skin off my nose. Super interesting. I mean, this is from, from a Colts perspective too. You're like, ah, the 15th pick kind of sucks because you're you're not going to get if you if you're looking for that game changing right. weapon. You could. I mean, hell, Justin Jefferson was obviously drafted after the 15th pick, so you could. But you might be thinking, it's such a crapshoot once you get to 15. What if we just like use that pick and a couple others on a final piece to a puzzle offensively? We now we have unstoppable weapons. We have two number one wide receivers. We've got our rookie scale contract quarterback. Let's go. Just Colts. Colts would be interesting in this discussion. Uh, you mentioned the Chargers. So the Chargers have the number five overall pick. Now the problem for for I almost said San Diego for for the L.A. Chargers is they are like fifty million dollars over the salary cap right now. Yeah. 
They have a really messy cap situation. They've got some really expensive aging players. I mean, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both make a ton of money, and they're both in their 30s for 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I haven't looked. I'm sure there's ways to get out from underneath at least one of those contracts, but they'd have to figure out how to make it work cap-wise. But they have Justin Herbert, a coaching reset, right? Whoever they're bringing in, they interviewed Jim Harbaugh. Could they say, man, we got pieces on defense. We we, We need a better coach. And then we need a weapon that isn't in his 30s to align with Justin Herbert, a pairing that could last for the next seven to eight years. And we are willing to give up because we know we're not going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. unless we trade up. So, hell, let's just let's just dangle the number five overall pick to the Vikings for Justin Jefferson. So the number five overall pick and like a second rounder. And your first next year. Okay. I mean, I'm asking for that, too. I'm just saying. I don't know that because... The Chargers might say, "Well, we I have cap issues. Watch- we'll just draft. We'll draft the Washington receiver." And yeah, well, chance. cool. And, and he and he might be good, but he might not be. Yep. And we're trading you one of the best receivers in the league. And I think I gotta come away with at least two first round picks. Yep, I'm with you. I think that I think we both have the same line in the sand, which is two first round picks, and then we can discuss well the other. And keep things. in mind, yes, he's going to be expensive, but one, he's he. I, I think we all agree he's worth it. And the other thing is there's no circumstance here that's forcing you like it's not like he's come into your office as far as we know. Right. Shut the door and said, trade me. You know, Percy Harvin, by the end, was a complete pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs was, too. Moss always was. Um, but there doesn't feel like be, beyond the fact that you might balk at what he's asking for. It doesn't feel like there's as big a trigger here right right now where the Chargers can say, well, you're screwed on this. You know, so yeah. that's where I that's where I think you got a little more strength is, yes, it's contractual, but there's no other circumstance like there often is, especially with this position where you literally have to move the guy out of your building mm-hmm. because he's creating problems, which is what the other three did. Also, I, uh, unless you give him a full no trade clause or something bonkers, you could sign him to a record breaking contract. And then if things are just not working or he gets to be a malcontent because he doesn't like the quarterback options after Kirk Cousins or whatever, you could you could explore a trade in a year from now, right? Or two, so having him under contract is unless he unless he com- unless he completely nukes the bridge and right. that's Which the problem. We saw happen with Diggs. And once that happens, your your ability to get as much as possible in a trade kind of goes down. Like Tyreek yes. Hill never nuked the bridge with the Chiefs, so they yes. wound up getting probably more draft well, capital in that deal. You know, Rick Spielman, to his credit, I mean, that Diggs trade was a great trade. He kept it under wraps. And they had to yeah. trade him. Like, like he was, I mean, he's actively at that time tweeting. And Rick actually, I, I thought that for the most part, Spielman nailed the Harvin and digs trades because both mm-hmm. of those both of those situations had become beyond repair and he still got pretty good returns or yeah. good returns. Yep, I think the Vikings wound up with three first round picks just in total with all their moves the year after they traded Percy Harvin, right? Or the year they did. That was the year they had they now they took like mm-hmm. Sharif Floyd and he had the uh, problem. Yeah, they took Floyd, they took in fact I think they Xavier drafted Rhodes. Rhodes and then I think they got back that's the year that they got back into the first round to take Cordero. Is that right? Yes. Yep. A fourth team here, just to float another one to you. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans. So they have Will Levis on a rookie scale contract, and they have at least committed to him for now. 
I think if another quarterback came around and they're hiring a new coach, like I, I don't know that they're like committed forever to Will Levis, but he showed some flashes, nice arm. So they're committed right now. They've got the third most cap space in the league. Derrick Henry, who's been one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, is a free agent. So he's been their yeah. featured offensive weapon. So he's gone, right? Yes. And then their other featured offensive weapon is DeAndre Hopkins, who's 31 years old, makes a lot of money, but mm-hmm. they could use somebody under the age of, in this case, 25 to come in and partner with Will Levis for the next few years. And they have the number seven overall pick. And I would venture to say, too, I don't think even with a new coach and Justin Jefferson that they're going to be picking 28th in the 2025 draft. So if you're looking at sort of future, if if you said, all right, Tennessee, it would take to even continue this conversation, the number seven pick, your next year's first round pick, and your this year's, I think they have a second round pick this year. I'll verify that. Mm-hmm. So two, an early first, an early second, and then whatever their 2025 first round pick is. Yeah, Renee. Um, yes, I'd consider this strongly. That that intrigues me because now I'm drafting at seven and eleven, and if I've got your your first round pick, I'm inclined to agree with your point. I don't see this certainly as being a Chiefs like, oh my God, we're just going to you know, you're you're essentially a first round pick for the Chiefs is to the rest of the world essentially a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this probably intrigues me the most. Titans probably, do have, and they do have their second round pick. So you okay. get the seven, the 38, first, second, and first. the next year's first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Throw in a fifth as well that, <laughs> that I can play with, that I yeah. can mold into clay and trade or something. Um, I think long and hard about this one. Not only would I not ha- hang up, I would continue the discussion. This yeah. one, of all, of all the uh, scenarios you've thrown out, this one probably intrigues me the most. I'm not sure about you, but I, yes. I mean, because now I got two good first round picks. Titans would be improved probably, but you know, they'd still have a decent, I don't think, I don't think they're going to, well, I shouldn't say that. It's such a weird league. I don't think that they would have a terrible first round pick or a bad first round pick uh, in 2025. And then the second round pick. Yeah. I'd probably consider, I'd continue this conversation for sure. So if you did that trade, and again, we are just speculating on behalf of the people are already pissed off. I can see the I can see the X uh, the tweets come coming in right now. Reckless speculation. So you would have then the number seven and the number eleven this year. Yep. You would also have then in the second round you'd have the thirty eight and you would have the forty two. Mm-hmm. So you'd have four picks in the top forty two of this year's draft, and you could use those however you wanted to, and you'd have two first round picks next year. In 2025. Yeah. And by the way, you'd still have Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, both young weapons, assuming that Hawkinson comes back from his injury. You'd have to probably find another wide receiver in the draft, which is what you did after you traded Stefan Diggs and, you know, what you tried to do after you traded Randy Moss, but they whiffed on Troy Williamson. Right. So it's, and, and ideally, if you hit on these, you would then have a handful of first, second round caliber players on rookie scale contracts to go along with the big contracts you're handing out to Christian Derrissaw, who you're keeping around. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Daniil Hunter. Uh, I think if you did this, you would probably then just move on from Kirk Cousins too. Now you're kind of entering like a That's 2024 reset situation. That's what right? I was going to ask. Are, are, are you, uh, now because the expenditure on Jefferson is gone in this scenario, are you 
moving on from Kirk or are you keeping Kirk for another year or so or He'd two? He'd probably want to move on, right? It's like, oh, you're taking away my my guy, my best He's weapon. Kirk, man, I, that's a really good question. I don't know. Or? I mean, the offense still would, it would still have some components to pass to. Or do you trade him to the Falcons? Get the number eight. With Kirk Belichick? Kirk signs with the Falcons, Jefferson. So now you got Jefferson, Drake London. You got tight end running back. You got Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick on the sideline. Oh, no, you got Nick Saban as a consultant. <laughs> or a defensive coordinator. Coordinator. Hell, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. That's really, whoa. So, okay. I could to... see I could see Kirk. Kirk going to the Falcons. Kirk being interested in that makes a ton of sense. Forget the Vikings, right? Like saying, oh, no, no, we don't want to. Like, like if I'm Kirk, yeah. there's some intriguing things. Wife is from there. It's near my folks in Florida now with, with his dad's church. Um, it's not a bad team. It's an indoor team. I mean, it's it is intriguing. interesting. I want to tell you, though, that... Uh... I guess if that last scenario popped up where a team in the top 10 and we picked out the Titans as just an example, Chargers would need to figure out their cap situation. But if if it was a top 10 pick this year and now you have two top 11 picks, also if you could get a top 11 pick in the second round. So now I'm getting – I get four top 40 picks and a first rounder in 2025. Oh, I'm getting excited. I am – so you're excited. I'm more like I'm, – I'm continuing the conversation – Sounds like you're just to be clear, you're well, pulling the trigger on if if that's the offer, you're not like actively exploring trading Jefferson, but like if someone offers you that package, I'm very sounds I, like you're in. Well, I'm not pulling the trigger immediately, but I'm excited by like like how we started off with the the initial offers that you provided me, I wasn't excited. Yeah. Like I wasn't right now, I'm at least the discussion. This Falcons thing, I think, is int so intriguing because here's the thing. Belichick ain't going there to build something. Belichick's going there to win now. And so he's going to be in a position. He's at an age. I think he's I think he is less than 20 wins away from the coaching record, if I'm not mistaken. So like he wants to win right now. What better place to basically rob from their future than a team that is intent on trying to win right now? Yeah. You know, also, if you start to do the some of the like the draft capital math here, you got the top, you got the four picks in the top 40. You can maneuver your way up to go get Jaden Daniels or Drake May or whoever, right? At that point. Absolutely. W without even giving up, I think you would. I don't know what exactly it would take. Depends on the bidding war, but you could maneuver up. Let's say you you maintain. Let's say you draft Jaden Daniels with the seven. Let's say he falls a little bit or something. Sure. You could still get like Jerzon Newton in there too. The pass rushing interior defensive yeah. lineman or get like a, like a Dallas Turner, a young edge rusher on a rookie scale contract. Plus whatever other needs you need to fill in the top 40, you know, early second, you could trade back into the first round. So it is super interesting, but I wouldn't. I don't think I would prefer to do any of those things. I want to run the scenario by you that I would prefer to do mm -hmm. after we say hi to our friends at Livia, helping people lose weight around here at Purple Dahlia. Exactly right. You ideally you do not want to lose your star receiver, but what you do want to lose for 
the new year is this that excess weight that you picked up you know what christmas time thanksgiving i love those times well actually i'm a big thanksgiving guy and not as big on christmas but that's not the point the point is you eat you drink you're happy and then you say to yourself oh these clothes that used to fit don't fit how am i going to drop that weight and i'm going to tell you right now livia weight control centers has a deal for you and that is this very simple if you sign up now you're going to get the first three months for free that's right three months for free this is not only a place that's going to help you drop those unwanted excess pounds but they're going to help you keep them off as well 855 go l-i-v-e-a Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, inside or outside the state too. So if you are watching this very highly speculative Purple Daily right now in, let's say, Arizona or Florida, New York, guess what? You can join too because the entire program can be done virtually. And yes, I said three months for free. What a deal. You sit down at the negotiating table and Livia gives you that deal. You take it. Take it. it 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Uh, hey, also, Prize Picks is here to make it even more fun to watch football during these playoffs. Uh, in fact, I opened up the Prize Picks app right now. See it right here, right there? Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. Prize Picks mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, Lamar Jackson at this is projecting ahead to this Houston game. CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, only 54 and a half rush yards. I might have to go more on that one. Uh, here's how it works with prize picks. You you can win up to 25 times your money this football season by selecting two or more players, picking more or less on their projected stats and placing your entry. Uh, also, prize picks offers Apple pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season here. So it's, it's already fun to watch playoff football. It's even more fun when you've got your friend, the prize picks app there. So here's how it works. Go to prizepickscom slash purple daily. Use the code purple daily. For a first deposit match up to $100, that's prizepicks.com slash purpledaily with the code purpledaily. First deposit match up to $100, okay? I would prefer to do something different than what we just discussed, okay? I know that we just went through like 35 minutes of scenarios, and it would be intriguing to like have all those draft picks, and but I am so bullish on the Vikings nucleus of good young players right now. This is not a tear it down situation at all. I don't think. I think they're too talented to be tearing it down. You've got franchise left tackle, really hard to find. You've got mm-hmm. the best wide receiver in the NFL and an emerging 1A potentially. I mean, Jordan Addison showed some number one wide receiver tendencies on other teams. He would be the best weapon. A team like the Tennessee Titans, who only has 31-year-old DeAndre Hopkins, would love to have a Jordan Addison right now, let alone a Justin Jefferson. So I've got, if I'm the if I'm Quasi, I've got Jefferson, I've got Addison, I've got a 24-year-old franchise left tackle, I've got a 28-year-old franchise right tackle. Daniil Hunter could be coming back at age 29 here too. Like there's some really really nice pieces. To this puzzle and I have the 11th overall pick too so I can I can draft a quarterback in the future I would love to keep building this car I would say goodbye to my 40 million dollar 36 year old torn Achilles quarterback I would just I would just rip the bandit off I would say thanks for the six years of 4,000 yard seasons and I would sign Justin Jefferson for 34 million dollars a year I would pay Christian Derrissaw next summer and I would build all of this around a $900,000 quarterback or if it's a first rounder in the top 10, it would probably be like, you know, a five to $10 million quarterback. But this is where we talk about the Niners and their ability to pay 
Trent Williams and Nick Bosa and Christian McCaffrey and Debo and all these dudes, right? Defensive players all over the place because their quarterback makes $900,000. The Dolphins had the ability to trade for and absorb the Tyree Kill contract because their quarterback was on a rookie-scale contract. Yeah. And now, by the way, they have to make a decision on Tua. Do they want to pay him, you know, whatever it's going to be? I mean, Daniel Jones is kind of the starting mark at $40 million. So this is a really appealing time to ink Justin Jefferson if you can walk this dance because he's probably going to want to know who the quarterback is before he signs. Mm-hmm. Okay, get him excited. There's going to be like two months of uncertainty, and he might not sign his contract until you draft Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Somebody that gets him excited about the next five years. Hey, that's my guy. I get to partner with another LSU guy. This is going to be great. Keep building that car out and get cheaper and more dynamic and younger at quarterback would be my absolute number one option. So I would I would not be exploring trades for Jefferson. If somebody wanted to knock my socks off, and now we're talking about a bunch of first-round picks and another top-ten pick, Right. we can have the conversation, but... If we're talking two to three first round picks, I've got to pick up the phone. Um, and especially if, again, if you're getting a pick in April's draft, which is high in the top ten, I've got to pick up the phone. I can't not. I if I feel I I win the trade, then I'm going to at least entertain that that trade. And again, I'll go back to it's a part of the problem is if you trade Jefferson, the PR battle gets to be very difficult. You're going to take heat. Um, that's not my. I don't think that they will. And that wouldn't be my first goal. Um, I will say this. I, I think, and we've discussed this before a little bit, but I think way too much is being made of, well, Jefferson, if the quarterback's not right, Justin Jefferson, uh, for lack of a better term, is screwed. He has to sign here because he's not, if if he goes into the last season of his contract, it's like, I, I'm all good till I see more. Yeah. I mean, he just missed extensive time. Uh, because of of you know the first time he's been hurt as a pro, if he's watched the Lions, he knows that they're hunting for knees. Like like the Lions are the Lions are bordering on or flat out defensively dirty. Okay, all it takes is one hit like that, and that contract that you were gonna sign is gone. So he's got to sign here. I'm not concerned about that. And yes, I would prefer to keep him. But if I am looking at the at the possibility of multiple first round picks in which I can fill needs rather cheaply, like the question is because the rebuild thing in this league, I, I don't buy it. This league changes way too much, and there's not that many dominant teams. So, like when we say, I, I think we think of re- rebuild like a NBA team would or like a baseball team, and though and that can take years. That could take a few years, right? But, like, look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was expected to be nothing, and they just won a playoff game. Now, they're in a bad division, but they still won a playoff game. Yeah. And so I think that you can turn things around very quickly. The key to me is what gives you the best chance as far as your depth and quality of depth? Because right, I'm with you. I think the Vikings have some good young talent. I think they're lacking young depth overall, though. They are. They are. And so that so that's where if I can get – now. I just want to be extremely clear again. My first choice is not to trade him. I don't think he gets traded. He's a marvelous player. He's a good kid to cover. Like everything about him in uh, at the practice facility, in the community, he's a winner. He's a good guy. He seems like a good Agreed. guy, I should say. I don't know him personally. But I do believe that there gets to come a point where you have to listen at least. Uh, and yeah, the Kirk thing to me, 
I think the Vikings should be looking to draft a quarterback. And and I now you could be like, well, look what the Packers did. They kept Rodgers and and they and they drafted Love. And before that, they kept Favre and they drafted Rodgers. And I understand all of that, but I also think that there is a clock ticking um on a rookie contract. Now the Love thing, Phil, played out for so long that they literally got him again on the cheap because no one had seen him play. Yeah. But is that kind what you want of, to do? They kind of got him on the, the but they have he's a I think Love has one year left on his deal now. Yeah, so well for now, it's gonna but get expensive. I'm saying he's playing on right now, he's playing on a four point four million dollar cap hit. Yeah. Um but yeah, Justin Jefferson is at least an interesting conversation point for all of those who say, Well, just trade your crappy players and get good ones, because that's not how the real world works. No. And again, I, I can't emphasize this enough that you and this is where we get into the, the Kirk Cousins arguments, too, that it's sometimes it's about one player, but sometimes it's about the 53-man roster and the team, depending on. But most of the time, it's about the 53-man roster having depth. Correct. And, Correct. And, and like that's why the, the Niners are great, because they are just... Now, if Trent Williams goes down, they become a lot more ordinary. So, obviously, you have to be top-heavy and have depth. We saw it here. Yep. Right. But... I I would like the Vikings to become less top heavy and have more depth. And so when I say that out loud, the wise thing to do would probably be acquire more draft capital, nail those picks, and now you're now you're talking in 2025-26. But I also think they've got so many high-end players at key positions that are hard to find that you could just plug in a young dynamic quarterback he probably has a better chance with Kevin O'Connell and Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison of driving it like a CJ Stroud did in Houston, for instance, some great weapons down there, a great head coach. Yep. So it's, um, if the offer is what we were just talking about, which is a couple first round picks and a second or something. And, and one of those first round picks is a top 10. It gets to be a really interesting conversation. So any other final thoughts on this? I'm sure we'll, it'll pop up again between now and the league year. I think your point, and I agree completely is this in this league, you can't pay everybody like every premium position and be as good as you want. And so you've got to pick. So I, I guess my question is this, if you want Kirk back, if, if, if you are a crusader and you're like, he makes this thing go, well, then I got to take something away from you. Like, yeah. I can't just say, well, pay Jefferson and now pay Derisaw and now pay and now pay Kirk and now pay Hunter. And he needs to make up for it because that's what he's getting paid. But and and if you say, well, I sort of don't trust Quazy, then guess what? You should fire Quazy. Sure. Now, yes. I, yeah. I'm not saying you should right now, but I'm saying if you if you as a fan are like, here's my problem. If they trade Jefferson and they get four picks, I think he's going to screw up that draft. Then he shouldn't have this job. Yep. And there's a lot of people that that feel that way about Quazy. Also worth noting, too, that. Your trenches, so we talked about the two tackles. The tackles are awesome. Those are two. That's one of the best right-left tackle combinations in the league. But in terms of guys under contract right now, Daniil Hunter is not under contract. Harrison Phillips is the only defensive line or edge player under contract that's trustable and that's like an actual starting caliber player that you know you can rely on. So as you're sitting here trying to figure out how much to pay a 36-year-old Achilles tendon surgery quarterback and you're trying to figure out if you're going to pay Justin Jefferson $34 million, you better figure out how to fix your trenches so oh, that you're God, not getting yeah. blown up by some of the better teams in the NFL, right? Oh, on defense especially. Maybe and, that's another and, reason to trade Justin and, Jefferson. 
And here's the dirty little secret that, that we saw in Dallas on Sunday, Phil. It's this. The Vikings scheme in a playoff game would get would be in trouble. Because like 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 to your point, the trenches, you need big, tough. You need to literally not scoreboard wise, you need to literally kick your opponent's ass, right? Mm-hmm. Like San Fran's done. Look at what the Packers did to Dallas. Because what Dallas runs as far as smaller players trying to to do things is very Viking-like. Now, I don't know the scheme is, but it's very much the same size, right? The same size, guys. Look what the Packers went in and did with their run game. So you're telling me, and and, in football, there's no question, like all sports, when you get to January, it changes. January ain't November. Yeah. And so, yes, this is exactly right. I I love that point. Yeah, the trenches, Mm. the trenches are nowhere near what they would need to be to win a Super Bowl. No way. You know, it's like the more I the more I think about the trenches too, it's like this it it is there's so many fans that are just like it's a no-brainer. You would never you should never trade Jefferson. You should turn in your fan card, you should shut the organization down. But if you're talking <laughs> about building a house, you know, you want to make sure that the foundation and the framework of the house is stable first. And then we can talk about the landscaping and some of the more flashy things that people driving by see. And you could make a very strong case that until you've got better framework for the house doesn't matter if you have good landscaping the house might right. cave in and that's right. it's kind of where the vikings are at right now they can't run the ball um still i would love to find a way to keep the best offensive weapon potentially in the league under contract while building the foundation it'd be great no if question. you could do both those things no question but but then you probably can't keep the quarterback too yep you can't keep hunter you can't keep that's the thing is you got to uh, we need to pick and choose, which is why all of these conversations are relevant because that's what they have to do. Yep. Yep. Speaking of houses, by the way, uh, you should deep clean your house, maybe oh, for yeah. the first time ever. Okay. Let's be honest. How many of you have actually deep cleaned your carpets, your air ducts? You're just living in filth, aren't the you? The air ducts thing is, I didn't know know that <laughs> until about ten years in to the home, and I'm like, what the hell? Air ducts, very important. Yeah. So that's where zero res comes in. With the Score North special, three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119. They will deep clean three rooms, deep clean your home, your carpets. 952-ZERO-RES or ZEROResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special. You can also get $75 off when you get those air ducts cleaned. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. All right. Let us know in the YouTube comment section. Would you do it? What would it take? Yeah, what would it take? Should we be fired from ever talking about the Vikings ever again because we dared to broach this subject? What would it take? Us up. Even the biggest Jefferson fan, what would make you say, you know what, even I can't turn that down? Yeah. Let us know. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.